Welcome to another edition of CSE's Hashtag Finance. I'm here today with Tom Meredith, Executive Chairman of West Red Lake Gold. Welcome. Thank you, Phil. Now, uh, you have the uh, distinct honor of being the first issuer to have opened the market today uh, at the top of the CSE um, uh, offices uh, on the 72nd floor of the first Canadian place. So what was that like? Well, it's great to be doing uh, an opening for the CSE as the first mining company. We listed on the exchange 12 years ago, so I think we were one of your early early uh, mining companies on the exchange, so it's, it's, it's an honor to be here 12 years later. Yeah, 12 years is uh, fantastic. Thank you very much for your patronage, and as much as possible, we'd like to, to be able to highlight all the people who have helped us along the way, so uh, once again, thank you. Um, let's, let's talk a bit about West Red Lake Gold. So uh, ticker is uh, CSE RLG, and uh, you have been with us for 12 years, but maybe tell us a bit about, um, first of all, your background and you know how you got to where you are right now. I guess it's really started, uh, I started in the mining industry. My background is really finance and, and business management. My family was in the mining finance uh, industry. Uh, and uh, so I came into the industry through family, following family footsteps. And uh, a few years ago, I, my previous company was uh, VG Gold, which became Lexham VG Gold. We had a project in Timmins, had four former producing mines in Timmins. <coughs> and then we ultimately merged with uh, Lexham VG Gold, which Lexham, which is now became Lexham VG Gold and is now part of McEwen Mining. So uh, that was a success for our shareholders. That occurred in 2011. And in 2012, uh, I was then uh, left the company and uh, was recruited by uh, the major shareholders of, uh, of uh, this company, West Red Lake Gold, in, in late 2013 to come along and, uh, and try and redo what we did with VG Gold as a way to make a success for the shareholders. So that's what we've been working on for the last five years at West Red Lake. Yeah, and <clears throat> from a, um, so you've been involved in mining a good amount of time. So uh, it's nice to see that you've had a couple couple successes. Um, tell me more about West, uh, sorry, Red Lake itself. And I know that that in itself is one of the more prolific, pro, proficient uh, gold areas. Yes, well, it's in the Canadian Shield. Uh, the Canadian Shield is uh, covers uh, northern Ontario, northern Quebec, uh, northern Manitoba, and a little bit of northern Saskatchewan. So it's a big region, uh, and it has within it distinct uh, gold belts. Uh, Red Lake is one, and uh, it's one of the most famous ones because it's produced very high-grade gold mines. The best-known one is uh, Gold Corp, which had the Red Lake mine. And in 1995, roughly, or the early 90s, they, they made a discovery of a gold zone there in an existing mine, but it was at the bottom of the mine. And this zone was really only about 30 or 40 meters long and maybe 30 meters wide. But it took the value of the company from $50 million to $8 billion on one, one gold zone. Oh, wow. And so that shows that you can find very, very rich gold zones in Red Lake. There was another mine beside the Red Lake mine that really was the founding of Gold Corp's major market success, and that was 
the Campbell Mine, which had been operated by Dome Mines for many, many years, and that was a very successful mine in Red Lake. Goldcorp ultimately bought that mine as well. The Goldcorp was also a partner in the project that West Red Lake has now because it has a geological setting that's similar to that what was seen in Red Lake itself where they had these two very high value mines. So they see potential in our project for a high value gold zone. Okay, um, in, in terms of uh, other opportunities like with within your company itself. So West Red Lake has multiple properties. Do you want to talk a bit about that? Well, we have three properties, but they're all contiguous. So there's three, <clears throat> and the, each property is based around a former producing gold mine. They were all producing in the 1930s. Uh, the three contiguous properties are about a 12-kilometer strike length and maybe about three kilometers width. So we have about you know, 7,700 acres or 3,100 hectares of land. So we have a fairly big land area with a 12-kilometer length. Uh, we're about 20 kilometers, 15 to 20 kilometers directly west of Goldcorp's major mines, mm -hmm. which is now Newmont Goldcorp. And uh, so we're on, we're on the right geolo geology in, of the area. All the mines are found typically on, sp on specific geological structures, and we're on one of these key structures hence the former three producing mines. So what we're doing today is we're exploring around the area where the mines were, the general area, because the mineralization is there. In the old days, they just typically scratched the surface. They didn't apply modern exploration techniques, which we're doing today. We're focusing on exploration. We're not focusing on mining, which is what they did in the old days. Mm -hmm. They were mining to make money, to pay wages and that kind of thing. Today, we're trying to create a valuable resource. And we do that first, and the mining comes second. Okay, so how, how's that going so far? Well, so far, so <clears throat> good. Uh, when we first started working and managing the company in, in 2014, it didn't have a resource to speak of. It was very small. In 2016, we published an initial resource of almost 1.1 million ounces of 7.5 grams. So that's a significant resource. 1.1 at 7 Point point five, 0.5 grams. grams. That's significant. It's a significant resource. And there's a potential to make a much bigger resource on the property overall. So we're now focusing on a second area because the first, where the one, one million plus ounces are, they're on a, a, a piece of ground where the historic Rowan mine is situated. Mm -hmm. And the resource is a approximately a kilometer in length, a little over a kilometer in length, 1.2 kilometers in length, and down to about 500 meters deep. And so, you know, in simple terms, it's a, a kilometer long, half a kilometer deep. We got just over a million ounces. We're now working in another area that's a, a few hundred meters away that has similar potential. The target area is about a kilometer in, in length, and we're currently drilling near surface holes, you know, down to about a 100 meters, 200 meters deep. We know there's gold there from historic work, and some and results that we put out earlier this year shows there's good, decent zones there. We had, I think, our best hole was uh, 14 meters. Of, uh, sorry, 7.8 meters of 14 grams. So that's very nice uh, stuff to to be uh, working with. And so we're doing more drilling there now. Our goal is to expand that out to about a kilometer in strike length and then start to go deeper and build a new resource there. In addition to that, there's 
the northern, another kilometer further to the northeast where, from where we're working, and that area intersects with the main mine trend where we have the three historic mines. That's much more geologically complex, but it's also that complexity is what where you find potentially significant ore zones because of the complexity. Uh, that there's folding and, and geological intrusions, which cr can mm -hmm. create very significant gold zones. And our partner, Gold Corp, that was the area they were most interested in. It's much harder to explore for that. So we're exploring the easier part now, trying to build a resource on a more simple basis. But in the future, we'll be putting dollars towards trying to find elephants, as they say. Okay. Um, on that note, we're going to take a quick break from our, uh, from our sponsors. Broadcasting from the heart of Toronto's financial district at the top of First Canadian Place, CSETV is your trusted source for what's happening in capital markets. Our Hashtag Finance podcast series gets you exclusive long-form interview content with visionary entrepreneurs and CEOs of companies in the news. The CSE's On the Street segments get you up close and personal with many of our listed companies. And don't forget that you can find the video version of this and all our media on our CSE TV channel on YouTube. For instant notifications, subscribe to CSE TV now. And we're back with Tom. So... You you talked about uh, gold and uh, where what your projects are are doing and you've, you're having some reasonable success there, but maybe if we can take a step back and just say, let's ask the question: Why gold? Uh, what is it about gold that is so alluring to people, and why gold now? And why should potentially people look at your company? Okay, so that's three questions. Why is, why is gold alluring? I mean, it's, it's been a financial asset for the last 5,000 years. To, even today, it serves as a foundation for the financial system. All central banks have, have gold as their foundational part of their financial structure. And I read recently a lot of uh, central banks are buying up a lot of gold now, right? They're, they're, they're buying more gold now. Right. As the, as the global financial system becomes... <laughs> let's call it more and more unstable. I mean, we have a $85 trillion global economy. We have $250 trillion worth of debt floating on top of that economy. There's too much debt out there. Uh, a lot of the products are kind of funky. So gold becomes a, a safe place to have money. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, if you start to have problems in financial markets, the only way governments can really address it is by printing a lot of new money to buy up old assets that are bad assets, like they did after the financial crisis when they bought up a lot of assets and expanded the Fed's balance sheet and the European Central Bank's done the same thing and Japan's doing it decades now. So when you end up with a lot of bad financial assets, they have to print a lot of new money. You can't print new gold. And gold's been around for 5,000 years. So gold becomes attractive just because it's a safe haven asset number one. Number two, gold is attractive just to the financial markets because when you have declining interest rates and in Europe you now have negative interest rates. So if you're a pension fund manager or an insurance company or some other type of investment manager, you don't really want to buy bonds with negative rate of return. Gold does not have a negative rate of return. So that's more attractive than AAA bonds in Europe with a negative rate of return. Mm -hmm. So money is flowing into gold for that reason too. And that's essentially the bond market. The bond market treats gold as a AAA zero coupon bond. 
So there's flows going into gold, and there'll be more flows going into gold as interest rates continue to go down. Central banks are signaling around the world that they're not only cutting rates, they're going to be cutting them more in the future. So capital flows are coming into the gold sector. Mm -hmm. So right now is you would so you would say if I gave you a million bucks right now, invest in gold, right? So you do you buy bullion or do you buy a company? Well, there's a cycle. <clears throat> It, it, there's an investment cycle in gold itself, and so if it, and it depends on your risk tolerance. But gold bullion has gone up from 1350, where it was at the top of its range for the past six years, all the way up to 1550. Mm -hmm. It's taking a bit of a rest now, really a sideways correction. It's not so far a correction in price; it's just a correction in time. Um, we may see a correction in price and. And people are saying it could go down to 14, 20, or somewhere in that range. But after that occurs, there's an anticipation that gold will then make another leg upwards to say 1,700. And uh, savvy market investors that I've been talking to, who are agnostic about what they invest in, but they just want to invest in things that go up in price, mm -hmm. see ultimately a, a price of $2,200 for gold in this investment cycle. So we're in the first breather stage now of a bull market. Probably, uh, so could see a couple legs up to 2,200 in the next 1,700, maybe next year, and 2,200. Who knows? It could be soon after that, or a little bit longer after that. It's hard to predict the timing, but the likelihood of these things occurring is pretty good. So that's that's where we see the gold price going. Stocks, bigger stocks, tend to do move first. And if you look at Barrick Gold, in the past six months, it doubled in price. So it's had a really big move. Uh, all of the senior stocks that I follow in North America, Barrick, Newmont, Agnico Eagle, in, about a month ago, they're making successive new highs almost every day, certainly weekly. So capital was definitely flowing into those stocks. The mid-tier stocks weren't necessarily making new highs, but they'd, they'd started to move up, and the juniors hadn't moved at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A little later on in the cycle, let's say gold makes its next move up and goes towards 1700 the, the money will flow, start to flow into juniors, and when when it does, they'll start they'll virtually double overnight and then keep going up. So the juniors move last, but they also move the most. And they move a little bit later in the cycle. Okay. Uh, so in terms of if an investor is looking at uh, your company right now, tell give me three reasons why someone should look at your company. Then. Sure. It's actually fairly simple. The best thing to do is is to look at what is the size of the resource and what is the market value of that resource. So currently, the market value of our resource, as that's in a, an ounce of gold in the ground. What is the market paying right now? Well, right now they're paying around $15 an ounce. In a strong market, they'll pay up to 10 times that. So the average of, uh, so you could see a move to $50 from $15 as a not a big move in terms of, you know, how high could these things go? So um, $50 would be a, a initial stopping point, but likelihood, ultimately when the market has it is in full cycle, you're gonna see north of $100 an ounce for gold in the ground, particularly if gold is trading at $2,200 an ounce. A simpler way to look at it is 10% of the metal value. So if gold is now at, at $1,500 an ounce US, 
in a strong market, you could see 10% of the metal value in the ground, which would be $150. And mm-hmm. we're trading at sort of a tenth of that. If gold price goes even higher, then the ounce in the ground is worth more. So there's a combination of rising gold prices and also capital flows moving into the sector can drive share prices much higher based on what is the value of gold in the ground right now. And ours is pretty much at the bottom. So we have a we have a lot of room to move up just based on that simple metric. And, and what's actually happening on the uh, on the property at this point? Well, we're doing drilling exploration. Uh, we have one deposit with 1.1 million ounces, nearly 1.1 million ounces. We're starting to drill a new deposit so that we can add more ounces. So we have more ounces in the ground. Therefore, we we can uh, potentially create more value for our shareholders and future people who would ultimately want to buy the company to put it into production. So there's two ways to look at it. One is, you know, what can I buy a price that, an ounce of gold on the ground at in a good jurisdiction in Canada. Mm-hmm. So it's a safe jurisdiction. It's mm-hmm. an approved gold district. Mm-hmm. And the other is, what's the end game for the company? So a short-term trader is going to look at it and say, well, I can buy it for $15 an ounce in the ground, and I think it's the price of gold on the ground is going to go much higher. A longer-term person might look at it and say, is this company going to get bought by a major or a mid-tier, most likely a mid-tier for us, and are they going to pay a premium price sometime down the road after they've found more ounces and develop develop the project. Right. That's a longer term play for management. Okay. On that note, I think we're going to finish this off, but I really appreciate your time today. Thank you very much. Uh, congratulations on being the first mining issuer to open the market today. And, um, you know, thank you very much for your patronage over the last 12 years. It's been our pleasure, Phil. Hi, it's Grace from the CSC reminding you to make sure to follow us on social media for the latest updates on our listed companies as well as new listing alerts. For more in-depth content, be sure to pick up our free quarterly magazine, Public Entrepreneur, available online at thecsc.com.